0: On this week's episode, I am going to finally talk about something that I've been meaning to for a while, and I've gotten asked a lot in the past, and it has to do not with how to get gigs or how to audition properly and how to network and all those things, but one of the questions I get asked the most is how to keep a gig or how to stay on it for the longest amount of time, and I have an answer for you. And the answer is, is that I have no idea. Nobody knows. And it depends on so many things. And there are so many different dimensions to this. It might have to do, obviously, with your professionalism, with how prepared you are. It might have to do with your technical ability or being dominant or masterful in a certain style or genre. Or you might have a specific thing that you were hired for. It might also have to do with your gender. It might have to do with your cultural background. It might have to do with your punctuality. It might have to do with your fitness and your look and if you have tattoos or not and a million things that it's almost like, it's not that it's not worth thinking about, but it's definitely, in my opinion, not worth worrying about it. And what I mean by this last particular thing or specific thing has to do with, the fear of getting fired or if you're gonna be on the gate for a long time i will say though that there are a few things in my opinion that can help you or elevate the probabilities of staying on the gate and or not getting fired so i'll sort of blaze through a few of these and brainstorm because I do think that it's something that we worry about or I definitely think about it have in the back of my mind. And no matter how sure you are and how confident you are, things can change in terms of artistic direction. Maybe management was, wants something completely different and the artist you're working with isn't too assertive or too imposing in terms of the decision making and the manager wants something different. And that something different means that you get replaced. So there are a lot of things. But I think one of the best ways to approach it is and it's a fine line. I would say to try to make yourself invisible. And what I mean by that is not and again it's a it's a tricky subject, but I mean this when it comes to drama. And by the invisibility aspect, I mean to not bring unwanted attention to yourself. You don't want to be the person that is dramatic. You don't want to be the person that is always, 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 always complaining for numerous reasons. Not only the fact that complaining is annoying for everybody and it's annoying for you because you will just focus on the negative things, but complaining I've found that is contagious and other people around you will start complaining. And then next thing you know, whenever you go to the airport or the hotel or whatever, this this gang of people that they don't meet it necessarily in a bad way. But they continue to or they, they, they complain all the time. And that it's just not the good vibe or the good move. And it's just beyond anything, I think it's the best way to show that you're ungrateful. And nobody wants that and you definitely don't want it and you don't deserve it. Another aspect of this would be when people make special requests for accommodations or dietary restrictions or things of that nature. And mind you, I do give a pass to to females because they have different needs. They have different um, sort of privacy settings. and privacy restrictions and privacy needs that I I totally understand. But as a whole, I think making special requests, especially when you're new on a gig, could be a little tricky thing. There are, of course, a million stories that we've all heard about X, Y, or Z getting fired from a gig or moving on and so on and so forth. But I think one of the things that I constantly hear is this overbearing need for people to befriend the artist that they're working with and i've heard a lot of things and a lot of stories about people getting fired because the i don't know whoever instrumentalist was trying to get the artist's phone number and talk with them and email them or show them their music or you know do a remix of one of their songs and stuff like that and that is a very fine line and i don't think it it's necessarily a bad thing to do any of that all the opposite I think it's relative to who the artist is I've worked with people that would welcome that the day they meet the artist the, excuse me the musicians in their band and I know people that would never want anybody's input ever except their own so it really depends on on the artist but I think you can gauge it and you can see it in. I'll talk about this in a, in a second which is the other sort of flip side of all this and it's how it's convenient to us to keep a gig. Oh, and one last thing, of course, and I could not mention this as the straight-edge person I am, but drugs are a sure way to get you fired and a sure way to bring drama to your life, and you just got to be very, very careful, and I would tell you to not do drugs, but if you are going to do something, just be as responsible and professional as you can, which to some degree could seem as an oxymoron, but I do have friends that are able to manage whatever they do in a professional way. But again, I'm not condoning it. I think the easiest way would be to not do anything, especially not when you're traveling or you leave the country. Getting a gig with either a pop star or a rock star or a band that you want to play with is, is amazing. It's what we all want to do. We factor in our happiness into the mix or we throw in our economical stability and life plans and so on and so forth. And it becomes part of our, our, our identity. I play with so-and-so or I belong to this band. And it's a very, very important thing. But it ends up being a, a thing that, that has to be taken, um, not with a grain of salt, but being careful with it. Because it ends up being a me, 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 me thing. This is how this gig benefits me. This is how this is good for me and for me and for me. And I've always tried to be careful with that. And I know we're in an industry as musicians and entrepreneurs that we try to look out for ourselves. And it's all about bettering ourselves and our lives and mastering our instruments and so on. But it is a fine line, again, on you know that, that we must walk in terms of how much we look for ourselves and how much we need to perform and be there for the artists I think it's normal to be nervous and you're so excited about a gig and you're like oh man I want this gig to last forever what do I do and I want this to to be my thing and how do I not get fired and you cannot be too nervous about it I understand being anxious and there's a difference between being anxious and being nervous and also being obsessive about it where you spend your time worrying in, in ner- being nervous about it, not to be redundant, and you forget to enjoy the gig and be grateful for it, and observe all the things that other people are doing around you to maybe help you keep the gig for longer. That fine line can also manifest itself in the in, in that you tend to walk on eggshells and you try to be way too safe, and you you you're blinded by that. And you forget to dare and you forget to experiment and you forget to expand your voice figuratively, and literally, basically, you know, you want to be assertive, and you want to be proactive, and you want to impose some sort of personality and all that stuff. So it's tricky when you you're worried about not getting fired all the time. And it has might have to do with your confidence with how prepared you are, maybe conversations you've had with management about it knowing that you're the right person for the gig and so on and so forth. To finish, I'll say a couple of things. On one hand, As crazy as it sounds and as noble as it sounds and maybe naive, I think it's good to always remember that getting the gig, you know, with a pop star or whoever, it's not about how that gig gig helps us and how we benefit from it and us as musicians, how we're going to Put that name on our resume and all that stuff. I understand the practicality of it and, and that literally that's what we do, but it's not really from a symbolic thing, in my opinion, what it is what it is about. I think it's about whatever the artist needs and whatever they want and whoever they need and whoever they want. And we can't take it too personally if they choose to move on. And we also cannot lose our identity and become things that we are not just for a gig, just so it's convenient. For us, That's on one side. On the other side of it, I think it's very, very cool and very advantageous for people in general to be kept on our toes, to always be wor- not worried in a negative light, but be very aware th- that we can be replaced and things can change at any given moment because it can allow us to either value every second and appreciate it and be grateful for what we're doing and look within ourselves and try to be better and try to try 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 to ensure that we don't get fired or you can be the person that is has either an insane amount of worry and nerves about the gig or you have one eye looking ahead and you forget where you're at and you might have problems you might burn some bridges and so on and so forth so I hope this was informative. Thank you so much for listening. This was the Music Mentor Podcast.